Let's go to some scriptures tonight in um, Ephesians chapter 1. And I'm reading it out from the Amplified Bible. Ephesians chapter 1. Oh, we need this. We need to go back to these scriptures over and over again. Uh, from verse 15. How many of you desire to know God more than you've known him? It's because I couldn't lift both my, my, my feet. I could, <laughs> I could have. I desire that. I desire to grow. I desire five, you know, one year, six, two years, five, ten years from today to just be different. Let me say something over here. Mm, okay, I see it, Lord. Uh, be determined to develop your character. Big time than anything else. That's your foundation. Uh, and, I, and I'll say then, that being the case, your character actually uh, is your weapon against the devil. Because that is actually the nature of God being formed in you. We know legally we are created in the image and likeness of God. We know that. But then that is uh, in our spirits. We are just like God. But our souls have not been renewed as they should to be just like him, to think his thoughts. Remember he said, he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. But if you look at it, actually, Father, you're speaking to the wicked. And the Father's desire is that his children may think like him. That's why he's given us his word, so that he may perceive his thoughts, think like him. And therefore, the development of, your, of your, yours and my character in God is such a weapon. In fact, it's such a key to have our prayers answered. It's such a key to have our prayers answered. Let me give you an example, uh, having said that. Uh, the scripture says that, um, you know, as a husband and wife to live in harmony with each other, that means actually it's, it's your, your form, the formation of character, that we are able to forgive each other, love each other, whatever, they, whatever the other one does. And it says so that our prayers may not be hindered. You, you remember that? That your prayers may not be hindered. That's in First Peter. So, so then it's, it's, it's showing us definitely that our character is so important to have our prayers answered. Let me give you another one. Uh, what you pray, we call the Father, the, uh, our Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So you see, the nature as you have forgiven us, we forgive as you have forgiven us, then the nature of the Father is merciful, is forgiving. So when that is developed inside of us, we don't hold grudges. It means that we forgive freely, we open uh, our lives to, uh, to God answering our prayers and manifesting his glory uh, uh, through our lives. 
So then our, the building of our godly character is so important. And that's why in a time of a, when you're being hit by any kind of crisis, you need to set your mind that I'm going to stay on God's word no matter what. And the crisis may be maybe something else. Let me give you the big part that we have to, to develop the love of God in our hearts, especially towards others. That's the big part. That when you know the person has offended you, when you know the person has done something against you, and you know deliberately, they've done deliberately, you know that's controlled by the devil, but you still choose an act of faith, I forgive. And I will not carry any offense in my heart towards them. And I have realized this, uh, church, is the forgiveness of it is not just saying once. Sometimes you say it repeatedly in your own time. Father, I forgive. I forgive. I forgive him. I forgive her. And they can come up in your heart sometimes and say, Lord, I forgive them. I release them. I don't have any ought against them. I choose to forgive them. I have actually, you know, uh, I, I have had, I've forgiven people. And then you meet with them and this something which is of not of God comes in, up in your, in your mind. Anyone who's ever had that? And I'm telling you, I have done exactly, I've, had, I've put a thought in my, my mind. I've accepted this thought. Love is not a feeling. Love is an act of will. I am not going to pretend like the world do. If I'm going to say any word towards them, I'm going to release my faith in those words that I'm going to, sp- to say. It's like, oh, it's so good to see you. They can do that in the world. But when I, if I'm using those words, I have my faith engaged. It's so good to see you. I have my faith working. Why? I'm developing character. I'm go- developing character, the character of God. So my point is this, our development of godly character in our lives is such a weapon against the devil. Before going to Ephesians chapter 1, come back. <laughs> Are you ready to flow tonight? Yeah? Let me, me go over here. <clears throat> uh, in uh, Second Peter... Uh, let's do some reading. We came to read the Bible also, that's all, by revelation. Let's start by, starting from verse 1. Uh, chapter, 2 Peter chapter 1, from verse 1. Simon Peter Omala, sorry, Simon Peter. <laughs> that guy is called Simon Peter Omala. <laughs> To those who have obtained like precious, uh, to those, no, that's chapter one. To those who have obtained like precious faith, Second Peter 1, 1, uh, with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, 
Grace and peace be multiplied to you. Listen to this. In the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. The grace and peace. Let me, give you, let me say something rather. The grace and merited favor is known as. And peace be multiplied to you through what? The knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Now think about this. Do you know actually the people, uh, or you and I, have been in a situation that you are losing peace. And it's not that that thing is, whatever we are facing is difficult, but it's because we are ignorant of our inheritance. You see what I'm saying? It's because we, inherit, we are ignorant of, our, ignorant of our inheritance. But if actually, if we had the revelation knowledge concerning what he has done, think about this. If we know him as the healer, by revelation, not just quoting in church, but we know him as a healer, when a doctor just looks at you, at someone, and tells you, as a, as a believer, that you have cancer and you have five days to live. The one who has the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ of their redemption by revelation. They look at that doctor and say, that's fine, doctor. Thank you for your report. I'll have to, I know, a higher, greater physician. And therefore, doctor will tell you that I'm not going to die. I'll be coming back. What was it that there's a, mess, there's a testimony I was listening to? A certain man. He told that doctor, no, doctor, I'm not going to. Uh, in fact, you, I will not leave you. And he, that's exactly what happened. And they just say, I can't imagine that you've lived all this time. Anyway, that doctor died, and the man continued. <laughs> he said, the doctor who told me I was going to die, I told him, no, doctor, I'm not going to die. I really do appreciate your report, because that's the knowledge you have. But I know God, and I'm not going to die. So look at this. When one is given such a report, in the natural, what does he do? If one doesn't have by revelation of Jesus, the, the healer, they just crash. Actually, have you known that the, the, the reality, fear kills many people and is not even the disease? Corona didn't kill. I mean, we have in our nation what? Is it 2,000 slightly over 2,000? Ask senior nurse. <laughs> is it slightly over 2,000 all these months? Is that, is that so? Slightly over 2,000. But how many people have died of other things? How many people died as a result of fear? Especially in March, April, May, June, How many people died as a result of fear? I think fear in April was so much in the air. Oh, I, I don't know anyone sense that. If you're a spiritual person, you must have sensed that. Fear was so much in the air. I remember during that Resurrection Sunday, I remember that Sunday I woke up and I could tell that fear had been broken off in the atmosphere. And a few days later, I had a release even to walk around. I knew inside of me, I'm, I'm more free now to walk around. I don't sense that fear in the atmosphere as it was now. 
And just like Kenyans, they forget very easily. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> How is such a free nation? Praise God. <laughs> then lockdown in Europe. Praise <laughs> Praise God. But look at this then. Uh, as his divine power has given to us how many things? All things that pertain to life and godliness. But this is how it comes. Through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue. Through the knowledge of him. We become partakers of the divine nature through the knowledge of him. That's why revelation knowledge is very important. Who called us by glory and virtue. By which, which word? Which, has, which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises that through these, these exceeding great and precious promises, we may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Through the exceeding greatness, a great and precious promises, thus we become what? Partakers of the divine nature. Let me, let me give you an example, like what I've just said about uh, people being told like cancer. Let me give you an example. You see, if I've known him, he's Jehovah Rapha, my healer. I've looked at the word, that's the promise. He's the Lord, my healer. He took all my infirmities. He took all my sicknesses. I take that word in me. It's a promise activated in me. So actually, I've become, that's divine nature which cannot be corrupted by disease. So then when disease comes, tries, I'm being told that there is this, this, say no, 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 no. There's a nature I have. There's a nature I have. And this nature consumed sickness and disease, consumed cancer, removed the power of sickness and disease. Therefore, I refuse to fear. That's the divine nature. Why would I refuse to fear? Because I have faith. What is all that? Development of God's nature in us, which is his character. Which is his character. Now, with that, we don't have to cry in prayer except to believe what he said. <laughs> Do you know there are so many promises in the word of God, actually. We're supposed to act on them. To obey him by stepping out, not to be praying to him. I think one of the profound things I've ever heard said is this. There are, there are things that God cannot do. Uh, one is this. For you to tell him to do what he's already told you to do. Do you know of any other? He's told us to give. <laughs> It's all us to give, to be able to activate our covenant uh, of blessing is to give. I think years ago, I had it from a certain man of God, years ago. He shouted it out. I thought, oh my goodness. I, was, I had nothing. And he said this, listen to me carefully. Prosperity is not in response to your prayers. It's not in much praying that you get prosperity. Prosperity is a covenant. You do your if. If you do this, there is an aspect of you sowing. You are totally committed to the kingdom of God and his purposes, but you sow. He says you reap. 
So no amount of prayers. You're wasting your time praying. You need to activate the covenant by first being a tither and you give your offerings and you're totally committed to the purposes of God. And then he says this, God is bound to respond to you. Is that true or what? That's true. Uh, so, so look at this. He's already given us the way to do that. So we can't tell him, Lord, do this when he's already told us what to do. I won't go further into that. Now look at this then. This is the part I was going because you're talking of the formation of that character to have our prayers answered. Look at this. But also for this reason, verse 5, give all diligence add to your faith, giving all diligence add to your faith virtue. I'll, I'll read it from this and then I will look at it from the Passion Translation. Add to your faith what? Virtue. To virtue knowledge. In other words, just refuse ignorance. To knowledge self-control. <laughs> That's character. You know, you can have knowledge and all you want to do is just parrot it. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. Look at this, verse 8. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his all sins. I thought you were going to say, ouch. Let's read it from the more of a vernacular. <laughs> the Passion Translation, Second uh, Peter 1. We start that right there from verse 5. <clears throat> Listen to this the Passion Translation. It says, So, devote yourself to lavishly supplementing your faith with goodness. You see, I'm, if I'm in faith, then I, I need to be kind, good to people. It's not the goodness that is telling me that I have faith, but faith being followed by my works. You see that? I remember, I'll never forget in years ago, uh, driving the old forest road and the way the road was, not the way it is now. And I was making a, 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 a turn, I came from Pangani, making a round, turn around about so that I can go towards uh, Parklands. So actually I was on the wrong side. Uh, the way I was driving, I could have given space to the one who was coming. But I drove, in other words, give me a break, I want to pass. And I moved out. And, and the Lord say, and the Lord say this to me, uh, what is it that you're believing me for? <laughs> I knew what he meant. You're not acting like someone who's believing. Can I tell you how, how not acting like someone who's believing? One who can enter into strife easily. They're not believing. They thought they were, but they're not believing. Because I can't be believing and I'm, in, I'm getting into strife. And I'm getting into hatred. And I'm getting into, I don't care what I, whatever word I say. 
I, don't, I, I can say I'm believing, but actually I'm not believing. Not the biblical way of believing. So that was say, with, with my faith, there's goodness. And to goodness, add understanding. How does understanding come? The entrance of his word brings forth what? Understanding. The entrance of his word brings forth understanding. In other words, I need actually to go to the word of God to understand the thing that I'm believing and how the prince, what are the principles behind it. I've heard Brother Kenneth Hagin say that. He's asking someone, say, people will come and say, uh, Brother Hagin, pray for me uh, concerning such and such. And he says, eight out of ten times I've asked people, uh, out of ten I've asked people, oh, what scripture are you believing on? Are believing in for the manifestation of what you're praying for? He says, nothing in particular. I said, that's exactly what you'll get. Nothing in particular. We must have an understanding of things that we are believing God for. In 1999, turn into, I think 2000 turned into 2001. Sorry, 2001 turned into 2002. I came to our place and I asked the Lord this. I said, God, I need more understanding concerning praying tongues. I need more understanding. I need to see from the scriptures what you say concerning praying in tongues. There is more than what I know. And I endeavored. I started getting into the word of God and, and praying much in the Holy Ghost. Not just getting into I read the word and pray in the Holy Ghost. It was like my understanding just snapped. You know, kind of open. The snap is not the right word. Open up. And I started seeing something about praying in the Holy Ghost. And I've taught it for over 20 years. <laughs> Almost every meeting I can teach about praying in the Holy Ghost. And I have seen things because of that. My understanding has kept on increasing because I use my faith in knowing exactly what should I be doing in praying the Holy Ghost. Let me give you an example. I woke up this morning and uh, when I woke up from sleep, I think it was around 4.15, there about. Uh, what time was it? I don't remember. Uh, but before 5, and immediately, yeah, it was 4.25, 4.25 actually, I woke up, and there was such a certain issues right in my spirit, not even my head, in my spirit. Wow. And I knew it has nothing to do with my head. It was deep in my spirit. I thought, Lord, help me. So I sat down. I tried to figure it out with my mind that I could tell there was no answer. There was no answer. And I knew the issue. But I needed to hear exactly, God, why is it? It's grief. It was grieving me. And I thought, you know what? I wouldn't even read the word first. Because if I start reading the word, I won't pay attention. Because this thing is a bother. What I'm going to do, I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. So I started praying in the Holy Ghost. And I kept praying the Holy Ghost. Then the Lord gave me a, a word for it. And he corrected me. He not only gave the, me the word, he, the word was to correct me. Tell me, you didn't handle that situation as you should. This is the way to do it. And I want you to develop in this area of how to handle situations like this. 
and he gave me a word for this. I thought, thank you, Lord. Appreciate that. Now that was a release. Like what I'd been carrying just left me. You see what I'm saying? That, that we have to develop that understanding and to add understanding, add the strength of self-control. Now, the big part I'll tell you, self-control, will be wars coming out of our mouths. Wars coming out of our mouths. Remember, it's the wars we speak enables us to bridle this body or to lead it in a different direction. Words of our mouth, after we have spoken, after we have prayed, after we have believed, after we have spoken. Hold right there, and I want us to go to a certain scripture and we'll come back, okay? Uh, go back to First Peter. I'm going to read it from... Let me read it from the same version. First Peter chapter 3. I want to show you something that the Lord impressed me, my heart with recently. A few days ago, actually. I've said it, but it's like, wow, Lord, finally you gave me the word for it. First Peter chapter, remember saying that how important it is for us to develop what? Call character. For effectiveness. We become weapons of the enemy. You can go to places and people are mad, and you can just look at them and, and, and release kindness. In your job, in your place of work, wherever you go, and you can, people can say, wow, how do you manage? Have <laughs> you ever heard people say, like, that boss is bad. How do you manage? Anyone who's ever had that? <laughs> Doris lifted up her hand. And went, you know, bad boss. And they say, how do you manage? And he realized, I don't know. I can't say anything. I, I just live by the word. In fact, I've known that some of those bosses will even fear such an employee because they carry the presence. The character of God is his presence on you. It's developed until that presence just manifests wherever you go. Look at this then in verse 8, 1 Peter 3, 8. I think I'm reading from the uh, living, I mean, uh, New King James Bible. Finally, all of you, uh, be of one mind, having compassion for one another. That's godly character. Love us, brothers. That's character. Be tender-hearted, be courteous. That's character. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, what? On the contrary, what? Blessing. Knowing that, listen to this, knowing that you are called to this, what are you called to? What are you called to? that you may inherit a blessing. Are you all looking at your Bible or your phones or your gadgets or whatever you carry? Huh? That you are called, knowing that you are called into this, to this, that you may inherit what? A blessing. Now listen to this. Careful. Listen to this and catch it. For he would love life. He would love life and see good days. Alright? Look at this. He will love life and see good days. He will love life and see good days. Anyone? Anyone? You love life and you want to see good days? That means it's tomorrow. That means it's a, the days ahead of you. You want to see them? You want to see good days? 
This is how he says, how you can see God. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Why? I keep saying this because your words precede you. Your words precede you. In essence, in essence, think about this. You came for this prayer meeting before you came. You came from the, to this prayer meeting before you came. How is that? You said it. I'm going for prayer meeting tonight. Probably someone even was trying to get in touch with you just before I said, no, I'm going for prayer. Your words came before you came. That's how your tomorrow will be. You want to, he who loves life and see good days, say it. Take the word, frame your world. And, and, and be determined and be disciplined towards that. Form that godly character towards that. This is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. This is what I believe. This is what will happen. At 92, I'll still be standing. Firm, strong, not frail. I refuse to be sick to go to heaven. That which I've been redeemed from will not take me to my home. I don't go home because I'm sick. What are you doing? I'm coming home. I'm coming over Christmas at home because I'm sick. <laughs> we don't do that. So why would I want to go to my eternal home because of sickness? I refuse that. Now, you see, I'm setting it. You, you, you see that? I'm setting it. I'm saying ahead of, ahead of me. I read, I did so many things. I did actually, I read books concerning marriage before I got married. And I remember I'll teach. I was in my 20s, I'll teach. They say, you are not even married, you are telling us that. I say, I already saw it. <laughs> and I'm not going to be dull. And Tina is a witness. I, I, really, I, I read books. In fact, I was looking at my notes recently. I said, oh my goodness, I wrote a lot of bo books concerning that. I mean, I read a lot of books concerning that. Why? I refuse to fail. So you phrase, you frame your world with the words you speak. He will love life and see good days. Do you see that's character? That's self-control, actually. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and release. lips from turn, speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Did you see what follows next? I want you to see verse 12. I want you to see this. Listen, we're talking about prayer. Is that so? Look at this. He said all this. Can you go back to the, uh, he will love life. Okay, for we are called to inherit what? A blessing. So he says this, for he would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Meaning, don't go, don't rush. Meaning, your tongue and my tongue, actually if we don't refrain them, then they will actually cause us not to love. It's, look at this, it's like we don't love life. Because we are talking bad. But if we really love life, then we talk good and want to see good days, then we use our tongue to phrase our life and the days we want to see ahead of us. 
I see 2021 glory to God is my best year ever. Hallelujah. You go to the word of God, you start finding out, you start proclaiming. You start proclaiming. You start proclaiming. You keep believing that. And I'm telling you, if you're true to yourself, then this is what will happen. You are disciplined towards that life. I remember when you were going to Mount Kilimanjaro, uh, preparing to go to Mount Kilimanjaro, I was walking out. <laughs> you know, that, that is really prepare your lungs for law, for high altitude. That means you are, you're breathing. You have to, to, to make sure that your lungs are fit, that they can endure the cold and endure that high altitude. Now look at this. Then, as I was preparing, I thought one time, you know, like the one you, you, you set your mind, I'm doing like 15 press-ups of three sets. So then, oh, I'm going to, in fact, this was the, the time. I thought, on Monday, I'm going to run five kilometers. So I did five. But you know, how many know that before you, you hit the second kilometer, the body said, no, no, <laughs> no. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Who's seeing you? <laughs> I said, no. Then I finished five. Oh my goodness, it was something. And, and it wasn't a long time. I took, I think, about 38, uh, what? 32, 32 minutes. Some maybe may do, Mandela may do it for 15 or 10 minutes. That's upon him. <laughs> That's upon him. And I'm double his age. <laughs> but then, the second, that was on Monday. On Wednesday, I set my mind to do 10 kilometers. I ran that day until I felt, man, we don't have to do this. I said, we must do this. I must, listen to this, I must be true to myself. I had told myself I was going to make 10. So I have to be true to myself. That's when your words matter. That's when your words matter. But if you have an excuse to, to excuse yourself from discipline, your words don't matter. Whew, we can close the meeting right there and release you to go and pray back at home. Did you see that? That's why if you tell someone, you, you want to see what? You love life and you want to see good days. When you tell someone, I'll meet at you at, with you at 2.30, that's your word. You're dis disciplined towards keeping it. Why? You're true to yourself. Listen, it becomes easy to believe God's unchangeable word. Then when you say, Father, you know that he's right there to fulfill his word. Why? You are being formed in his character to be able to do exactly like him. You know when you say something, you'll do it. I, I really encourage you so much, especially towards your children. When you tell them you're doing, some, doing something for them, do it at every cost, at any cost. And if it cannot happen, then you need to profusely ask them to forgive you. Why? You are erasing failure. 
from them actually because they will pro you will produce or you, they will live the life that you've shown them Are you getting something out of this? Now, let's finish this. Look at this. And see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. And then he says this, let his, him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against all those who who do evil. And are you, um, are you surprised that even all this time doing evil, he was referring to the tongue? You see that? He was referring to the mouth. Remember Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. An evil man out of the evil of his heart brings forth what? Evil things. You see that? It's, it's, it just has to come out. I've heard some statements made and think like, hmm, okay. Now I see how the person is. Because you hear some statements, they think like they just said, they just didn't say. It's full in their heart. It came out. <laughs> I had, I, I had someone, someone made me laugh. Samuel Waidaka. I think you are going hiking with the dunk and say, wow. We are going to spend with Pastor Davis for hours going hiking. <laughs> he didn't have to fear, he realized <laughs> that we can. Where are we going? Where? Longer. Longer. <laughs> anyway, we ended up spending together. <laughs> I ended up going to Mount Kilimanjaro together for days. You must be true to yourself in developing character. That is your weapon in you having your answers, pray, uh, 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 your prayers answered. It's very important, people. That's why you have to be truthful. You have to establish inside of you. And the way to be is the way to, is the, is to get the word of God in your heart. Now let's go back to our second Peter chapter 2. See if we can reach somewhere and pray tonight. Alright, so then, the Passion Translation says this, uh, verse 6, And to understanding are the strength of self-control. By the way, then I told you that was on Wednesday, I made those 10 kilometers, and then on Friday I did 15. I feel like I lost 4, kilo, four, four kilograms in, the, in one week, in five days. I felt that way. <laughs> I really felt that way. In fact, in fact, that is, I think when I was hitting 10 kilometers, or the second day of my, on Wednesday when I was running, is when I saw in my spirit, I saw myself to, at the peak of Mount Kilimanjaro, and I knew we were going. Remember, that was a difficult, it was, I think, in June. I saw myself at the peak, and I knew we were going. And I told the team, we are going. We are making it over there. I saw myself there. There was no way I was going to come back without going up there, because I'd already seen it in my, while I was running, while I was jogging. That's amazing. So, so what, what was I saying? So anyway, you, you hit 15 kilometers, and I was through those 15 kilometers. I stood and I felt like I was still running. Now you may laugh at me, maybe you do 20. 
But I stood and I felt like, I, seriously, I stood and I kept feeling like I was running. It took me for, course, for, for some minutes to be able to understand that I'd stopped. <laughs> then I told the team, the team afterwards, uh, I, I, I told them, I, I, I got to realize something. I'm not called to run. <laughs> I'm called to pastor. Because <laughs> it took me two hours, five minutes. Fifteen months. I'm supposed to be praying for those two hours, not running. <laughs> so I didn't resign. I'm not saying I'll never hit 15 kilometers, but I, I think that's not my call. And look at this. And to understanding the, the strength of self-control. It's called even strength of self-control. And to self-control, add patient endurance. And to patient endurance, add godliness. I'm going to say something right there. I want to go to Hebrews. Hebrews in chapter, chapter 6. Listen to this. Talking about still, still prayer, okay? Now look at this. It says, and to understanding add the strength of self-control, and to self-control add patient what? Endurance. Now listen to this in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. Let me start from verse 9. But beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that things that accompany salvation, though we speak in this manner. Things that accompany salvation. Okay, listen to this. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence. This is the word which is lacking many times in Christendom. Diligence. 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 People don't want that. Diligence. You know, I saw like uh, last week, I think Miss Ruth the other week, uh, said someone gave you 40,000 towards Kilimanjaro. And this past week, 16,000. That's 50. It still, it still has been coming. And I thought like, it was worth doing it. It hit, I think, over 5 million. It was worth doing it. So you see, but did it require diligence? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It takes faith. It takes diligence. It takes determination. It's not your mind. Yours and my strength is trusting God. That's the, how our salvation is. That's how the formation of our character is. It will, it will take discipline. Self-control. Now look at this. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. Diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. That is this mentality. I refuse to quit. I refuse to quit. Is we show diligence to the full assurance. I'm telling you, there are things that you believe and you come to a place. The word of God has entered your spirit and you know it. This must be fulfilled. And you, or whatever it is going to take, I'm, I'm ready to start. That's victory. That's victory. Whatever it's going to take, I'm willing to do. To make sure that this, this comes to pass. It's the full assurance of hope until the end. Listen to this verse 12. That you do not become sluggish. Lazy Christians. Thank God you don't have any one of them this night. 
Not that they're in victory faith, but <laughs> but we have we don't have any sluggish. Not not what that you do not become sluggish, but what imitate. Listen to this: those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. You imitate those through faith and patience. You inherit the promises. Do I show you another scripture? Turn that right there in Hebrews to show you faith. Oh, Pastor, we've prayed. We've prayed for this thing. And it's not been happening. Oh, then you're not in faith. Then you're not in faith. Listen, you stay in faith even if you're breathing your last and you haven't seen it. You've, you've received it. You're going home receiving it. If you have a stubborn, I'm not praying that to you, a stubborn grandchild, and you're looking at them, I'm going, but I know you're saved. <laughs> you will not go to hell. You'll find me home. I've believed to see you born again while I'm still alive, but I've seen that in the spirit. For Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. Oh, what a man. You remember Jesus giving that testimony? For Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. And the Jews said, you are not even 50 years, and you said you've seen Abraham. <laughs> they were reasoning in the natural, he was in the spirit. But Abraham saw the day of the Lord and rejoiced. Of, of the Lord and rejoice. Now that's faith. That's faith. What is that? It's character that refuses to be conformed to the system of the world. You believe, you'll see it. Had I not believed, I would not have seen what? Mm -hmm. In the land of the living. Now look at this, just exactly. Now let me show you something in, in Hebrews chapter 11. And then we'll go back to some scriptures. And then you'll... <laughs> and then you enjoy. Now, now look at this. Uh, come on now. Where did it uh, In chapter 11, Hebrews 11. I wanted to read something. <clears throat> Over here. Oh, I remember the first time I read this. I think that was 1997 or 1998. I thought, hmm, Lord. Oh. Uh, talking about by faith. Okay, look at verse, verse 13, Hebrews eleven thirteen. 13. We're still going to come back, Peter. Look at this. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them. Hallelujah. Listen, let's refuse to live in the natural. Not the Thomas kind of faith, but the one which the faith actually is God's character. It's the character of God. Now, now look at this. They, they, having seen them afar off, were assured of them. And this is what they did. Embrace them. What? Embrace what? Come on, embrace what? The promises. And confessed 
that there are strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. Not across here, you know. <laughs> Not homeland across here. I'm talking about heaven. They, they, they received the promises. They were assured of them, even if they had not seen them, they have not obtained them. They were assured of them that it is impossible God to fail. He has to keep his word. Now, faith that is endurance, remember you are to it, understanding, knowledge, and, and, and you refuse. Or you can want everyone to pity you. <laughs> you can want to, everyone to. Or you can choose to just believe I'm going to allow God's character formed in me. What do you think about this church? Here you have over two million people and you're the only two that are going to, to inherit the promise. Only two. That's Caleb and Joshua. They just be, believe that. God said it will make it pass. It may, it'll, it'll make it good for our lives. And surely there's a day they obtain the promise. And they, those who are with them, all of them died. But the two in that generation obtained the promise. Have that kind of faith. That you are determined the world will change. But my faith in God will not change. I'm telling you, it becomes easy to see your prayers answered. Why? You're not being tossed to and fro. Have you ever gone to the Lord and said, Lord, but I prayed about this. Lord, what is happening? I just don't understand. No, don't say that. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, 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 now. Let's see if we can finish Second Peter chapter 2, uh, where we are. And then to self-control and patience endurance, and to patience endurance, add what? Godliness. <laughs> add godliness. And then to godliness, add mercy toward brothers and sisters. Now that's a big part there. That's a big part there of adding mercy. You're merciful to people. However, you know, you said some, oh yeah, I've been believing God for 2,000 shillings for the last three months. Where is your faith? Only 2,000 shillings. No, add mercy. Give. <laughs> add mercy. You know, uh, when are you going to grow? Have you, ever, have you ever done that? Or you haven't? You're merciful. When are you ever going to grow? For 2,000 all this time, you've been believing God for 2,000. You need to grow by now. To have grown by. And to goodness, add mercy toward your brothers and sisters. And to mercy toward others, add an ending love. Since these virtues are already planted deep within, and you possess them in abundant supply, They'll keep you from being inactive or, fru or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus more intimately. But if anyone lacks these things, he'll blind, he's blind constantly closing his eyes to the mysteries of our faith and forgetting his innocence for his past sins have been washed away. Now, Ephesians, you'll go read at home. I thought you were going to study. But by me, let, me, let me say something. You say, he says this, anyone who lacks these things... Uh, uh, before then, it says, it says, since these virtues are already planted deep within you and you possess them in abundant supply, they'll keep you from being what? 
inactive or what? Fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus more intimately. So now he started talking about this character will enable you to bear what? Fruit. Let me show you something here from the New King James Version in John 15. Then I think we're coming close to closing. Close. Let's close. All right. So look at this then. It says, I'm the true vine. It says from verse 1, it goes on bearing fruit. But look, look at verse, verse 6. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Then he's talking, look at this, he's talking about prayer here, verse 7. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will do what? Ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. So actually he's talking about uh, abiding in him and his words abiding in us. And then he say. Ask what you desire, and it shall be done. Now look at this. That abiding, actually, is that character that is formed inside of us. Because remember, he's been talking about fruit bearing all through, and he talks about every branch that does, does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear much fruit. And I'm telling you, the, the, the pruning in our lives has a lot to do with your character formation. I've prayed some prayers to the Lord. Just in thinking those terms of, I want, I want this, I, want, I don't want anything inside of me that will bring any, any jeopardy, it put me into any jeopardy in what you've called me to do. So whatever it takes, remove it. Can I, let me give you some thoughts uh, regarding that. I've thought of this. Hmm, will it come out? Let's see, Lord. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, remember, we, we, you confessed the Lord Jesus Christ, and he came into your heart, and you were made a new creation. Is that so? Now, look at this then. If there's an area in your life that you are, you are struggling with, even as in character, that you feel like, oh God, people say, oh God, I let you down again. See how I was angry. If there is any of that, you need to come to a place that, and really it has to be genuine from your heart, not those ones, oh God, I'm so disappointed, you know, on and on. That, that's, that doesn't help. You can easily go back, but you can stay in the presence of God and genuine from your heart and say, God, just like I gave you my life when I was a sinner, I am putting this to you. And I believe for it to be removed completely. And it has to be deep in your soul and in your heart that you are ready to let it go. And believe him to give, him, give you his word in that area. Just like Jesus said, the prince of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. Nothing. There's no connection. 
That's freedom. I believe the highest freedom one can experience is that the world, the world cannot attach itself on you. And anything in the character of the world is like you're such free and free. Did you know that's what they said this and this about you? So is that what they said? <laughs> that's fine. I'm not. And it doesn't bother you. Yeah, but you know they said that. But you, do you understand what they I know I just I just don't care about what they say. You know they're the ones who need really help. They need help. I, I kind of still remember uh, my wife Tina was told by a colleague that uh, that years ago that do you know actually uh, it said that you are the principal's spy. And Tina Tina said, oh, is that what they say? I said, that's what they say. Because I'm telling you that principal was really tough. But Tina always had favor. And they says, what are they saying? That's fine. And then the friend looking at her say, like, don't you want to know, want to know who, who said it? I said, I don't. I just don't. I don't. And, and, and I really, I, I, dis, I, I do in instances, I've, I've done that. I remember the one, there's one that was said so bad. I was being told in the office, someone has said about me. And I, I, I said, some years ago, I think maybe 2013, I said, oh, they say that. Fine. I wouldn't want to know who that person is. I don't want to greet him people in church. And if this one comes, the one who said it. <laughs> I don't know. I stand here and I'm looking forward to wanting to stand back here at the door and greet people and hug people because I don't want to. Can you think about, oh, he said, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, who said it? And then Miss Ruth comes, oh, it's so good to see you. And then Elizabeth comes and says, <laughs> so, so, they said it, it's not true. I don't want you to attach it. I don't want to attach that to anyone. If I don't know, I don't have to think that. But you know what the problem, the natural instant is? Who said that? Who said that? Don't listen to everything that people will say. Why? You have your prayers needing to be answered. Hallelujah. I hope you receive something and edify it tonight. Huh? I know it came by the Spirit because I didn't have it in my head. I know it's for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Father, we do thank you and praise you. Just lift up your hands. That, Father, is our desire. Our desire. Just to, to be, to grow and develop in our character. To honor you. To develop the fruit of the Spirit. Developing inside of us. And <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Lord. I remember 1996, um, the Lord manifested the fruit of the Spirit in my, my life. That's a story for another day. But then, uh, after some time, I think after two weeks, I felt like I'd gone back to the way I used to think and the way I used to act. And it really bothered me because I thought I'd backslidden. Or I'd done something so wrong that the Lord decided to withdraw himself from me. And then years, uh, months later or a year later, I'm not so sure, I asked 
He showed me Galatians 5.22 concerning the fruit of the Spirit. And he told me that this is what you received that day. But the way to develop this fruit, which is already inside of you, because you already received my spirit, the way to develop is through willing, willing to obey my word. You yield to my spirit, you're willing to obey my word, you become a doer of the word, you develop the fruit of the spirit. And, and, and just think about this, just saying those words. People, think of our prayers being answered. Think of how accurate we shall be, even in flowing, flowing in the gifts of the Spirit, wherever we are, wherever we go, the gifts of the Spirit. And, and people will look at us and can tell there's something different about them. I do believe that that godly character in us is, is the full armor of God in us. Is the full armor of God in us. Therefore, we become weapons of righteousness to deal with unrighteousness in our generation. We can come to a place and people are, con co co uh, uh, are convicted of their sins because of the presence of God that is upon our lives. Father, your word says you are coming for a glorious church. Glorious church, Jesus Christ, you're coming for a glorious church. We yield to you, Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth. Forgive us for areas that we've been impatient, that we have not developed godly character in us as we should. But I'm praying, Father, for us, and I'm praying for Victory Faith Church. That individual will be willing, willing all the time to be led by the Holy Spirit, to be obedient to you, and to be prompt to obey the living word of God. And Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I believe as you pray in the Holy Ghost for these few moments, there'll be the rooting out. There'll be the pulling down. There'll be the destroying and throwing down of the works of the kingdom of darkness and the building and planting of the kingdom of God. So go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost for these few minutes. And anything that you hear, go ahead and speak it out. Sabreda. Gikira da bakroche de barase de kestada. Sebrore de brere se de kesta kira doshiridia. Grada basta. Geste de kesta rada bakare de kesta ki. Gikida brase keda. Grange de bakore se kesta di. Ingilare de prose kesere de bakare de kesta diya. Rada bakore de kesta kikida barose kesere de kesta kikida yasa. Let there be a rooting out, a pulling down, a destroying and throwing of, down of the kingdom of darkness. And the building up, Father, the building up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 I believe to see things in prayer. And I saw something. And I just closed my eyes to see if this will make an impression to you. 
You see, it's called the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians chapter 5.22, talk of love, talk of joy, talk of patience, and all the nine others. Therefore, I see something here. When we yield to the Word of God, which actually is a tree of life, that we partake of it, and we allow that fruit to be developed in us, people around us will be partakers of that fruit. You see a person who's been disturbed, who's been frustrated, who's never experienced any kind of love, but because you are bearing fruit, you have the character of God, you can turn that kindness toward them, that goodness toward them, and it's, it's refreshing to them. People will walk away from you and think, my goodness, I've never experienced such love. I've never experienced such kindness. I've never experienced such mercy. There's something different about this person that made me feel good. You see, they have partaken of the fruit that you are bearing. And that fruit will heal them. In, 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 in Revelation, it talks about the fruit, you know, bear, the tree bearing fruit for the healing of the nations. So it's even the world people will realize, wow, there's something so refreshing about this person. And as they partake of the kindness that you are, you are releasing because you are abiding in the world, the mercy that you are releasing, the goodness that you are releasing, they're actually partaking the Father's nature. And that will draw them into the kingdom of God. Because they have realized we have never felt, we have never, I have never sensed such a thing outside there. But I'm sensing it through this person. And they will ask you to know the one that you know. And they will come into the kingdom. That's why the Father admonishes us to be fruit-bearing people. That we can release mercy. That we can release grace. That wherever we go, we can exemplify our Father. Imitators of God and reflecting the love of our Father. Father, our desire, our desire and our cry is that you may help us as we yield to you this evening. And I pray not only us, but this entire church body. That when people come into this kingdom, or when people come into this compound, when people come, wherever we go, anyone who's been called into this church, that people can partake of the fruit that we are bearing wherever we go and see many coming into the kingdom of God because of the character, the love that is flowing out of our hearts to them. Father, thank you for every one of us. I thank you for your word. So shall your word be that goes out of your mouth. It shall not return to you void, but it shall accomplish that which you please and prosper in the thing for which you've sent it. So thank you for the fruit-bearing lives to honor you, Father. And I bless each one of them, and I thank you, Father, even for our giving this evening. We lift our tithes, we lift our offerings to you, to honor you, the Lord our God. You are the vine. We are the branches. We are the fruit-bearing part of the tree. And therefore, we thank you for all your love and all your mercies upon us, as you have been patient with us, Father, to help us in growing to honor you and to glorify you on this earth in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you see it? Did you see it? An example. An example. 
here comes i'm i'm hurting i come to him and many times you've seen people who are hurting that's what they give out see that's the fruit they give out and then i come to him and say what do you think you've been doing and on and on and on and he turns to me and say ah what is that are you okay and and the kindness coming out of him remember the kindness is light what i've been carrying is darkness and realizes even in my era he's so kind to me until i'll walk away think like there's something different about him when you was reviled i didn't when he was reviled he didn't revile back when he was insulted he didn't insult back he's called to inherit a blessing is speaking kindness and the person who realizes something different and they start being drawn to that and to a place that they they be introduced to the love of the father so you are like a tree that is supposed to be a bearing fruit let people wherever you go eat from your tree <laughs> kindness love joy see there's something that happens when they come in just everything just becomes alive because of the joy that they carry people will be partaking of that fruit people will be partaking of your patience people will be partaking of your mercy i felt condemned everywhere i go i went but when i came to this person i felt loved they are partaking of that fruit it's called the fruit of the spirit that's what i saw as you